Welcome to Rise Resolute. If you are open to being inspired by gritty women who have pushed through difficulties and finding motivation in the way we are all connected, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. It is my pleasure to have Rebecca Stowe on the podcast today. She is an athlete and coach. She's an eight-time USA track and field championship qualifier. She's currently a certified coach um, for the USATF Level 2 and a CSCS. And she's going to give us a little more on her background in just a minute, but welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. If you would start off for me, please, on giving just a little bit more background on who you are and where you came from for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I am currently uh, sitting in Brooklyn, New York, but I came to Brooklyn and Manhattan by way of uh, Kansas, New Jersey. Um, I competed at the University of Kansas in college from 2008 to 2012, and I was All-American in the steeplechase at the University of Kansas. Uh Following that time, I moved out and joined the New Jersey New York Track Club when they were based in uh, New Jersey and competed through 2016 and have kind of in that time uh, from 2013 when I moved out here to now just been pursuing my athletic and coaching career in tandem and so many waves. Um, <laughs> but yeah. that's where I'm currently at. I'm coaching at the collegiate school. It's an all boys private school on the upper west side. It's a 400 year old school. And I've had the opportunity to be one of the first females in their athletic department, which has been super incredible opportunity. Wow. Um, and then I also work with Nike here in New York City and online with Run With The Lab, uh, online coaching um, profile that we use V.02. I use V.02 as my platform to send out programming. So I've got a number of things going, a lot of balls in the air, but um, it's wonderful. Very cool. So awesome. I think it's really cool about being the first or one of the only female coaches at that school. That's massively impressive, Rebecca. Um, well, really you. cool. It's, it's been really fun. It's been really, really special. I so. bet. Okay. All right. Before we get into it more, um, I'd like to introduce your quote because I think it's super awesome and it's one that I have not read in a while and it's really important to remember. So let's start off with the quote and we'll weave it through our discussion. And the quote is this. Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. And Thomas Edison said that. So we're going to find out how that applies to Rebecca's story. So, uh, yeah, let's jump right in, Rebecca. Um, would you give our listeners a little bit of a background on um, the struggles that you've faced in your athletic journey? Yeah. Um, it's funny, that quote actually came from my high school basketball coach. No he way. Would make us yeah, cool. he'd make us memorize a quote every day. And if we couldn't um, repeat that quote to him, we'd have to do some uh, consequences. So it definitely has been ingrained in my mind, but I love it because it is, we often complain about missed opportunities when in reality, it's just, we're not, we're not putting our work boots on and getting out there. So, right. um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that that applies in co some capacity in my life. I, I, I like to, just kind of put my nose down and um, work. I don't, I kind of fall away from Instagram on a regular basis because I'm just constantly, I'd rather, I'd rather get my lift in rather than film it, yeah, um, totally. <laughs> which is hard. I'm happy to, happy to do it, but um, if somebody wants to pop in, but uh, it's just not my nature. I'd rather, I'm, I'm a more quiet worker, I guess. Um, and I think that that's applied 
when I was at Kansas, I had a really wonderful coach and he kind of was on the same mindset. We just worked in silence and um, hoped that success would, would make some noise. And I did, I did well enough there. Um, I did well enough and ended my career at the Olympic trials in 2012 um, and ended up moving out here in 2013 to pursue the 2016 Olympic trials. I made the final um, in 2012 and over the years of training with the New Jersey New York track club had some successes, but when it came down to it in 2016, I had a lot of moving parts and a lot of, uh, out and a lot of questions and a lot of life happening and a lot of finding myself that was occurring. And it kind of, I didn't do a great job of mitigating or managing the stress um, that some of those things were creating and ended up being 31st on a list of 30 women that qualified to the, to the uh, trials uh, in 2016. Yeah. I missed the auto qualifier by like 0.01 seconds. Oh so it was gosh. literally by a hair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, what impact did that have on you, Rebecca? <laughs> I'm sure at the time you were like, yeah. "Oh, no problem, it's fine." Oh, of course God, it no. had. Yes, of course it had a dramatic impact. Tell us I, about that. I I grieved. I de- like it's it's crazy and it probably sounds dramatic, but when you hold to a hope or a dream for a while and it doesn't happen, there is like a grieving and a loss period because yeah. it's a huge part of your identity and it's a you've kind of shaped a lot of yourself around pursuing that thing and. Maybe that's not athletic. That might be something else as well. But when it kind of tears your identity from that, it's it's important. It's important to have those moments. But I had to sit, pull back really and be like, what do I want and who am I and what makes me happy and what do I want my life to look like? And um, so I ended up actually, it's funny because that's the downfall of not qualifying to that to race at the the event. I still went. My mom and I had everything booked to go and compete. So we had hotels. I went and I celebrated friends that made Olympic teams and got to be there to watch them and be inspired just by watching track and field and ended up stumbling upon a Nike group, which I had been previously asked to be a part of and I didn't uh, accept the offer. And so it was fun because I just kind of, I was like, wow, this is what you guys wanted me to do. This was the opportunity. And I was able to pursue that coach Bennett. um, He's the head global coach for Nike running, uh, is someone I had worked with previously. So I reached out to him and ended up getting connected with Nike here in New York City. And that kind of catalyzed a little bit more of my career aspirations. Um, Prior to that, I was just coaching at a small, small private school in Princeton. And I hadn't pursued my certified strength and conditioning specialist um, level, like in level two coaching pursuits. Like I had not been putting and pouring into my coaching career. And that was a huge part of why I don't think I was as successful in 2016 as I could have been is because I wasn't pursuing life it, with the rigor that I was athletics. I was pursuing my athletic career, but I wasn't doing anything outside of that that I was passionate or I felt purposeful in. And so uh-huh. because of that, there was a huge hole in in my life and like fulfillment. And I was like, I put my life on hold. That was kind of my mantra. I was like, I put my life on hold for this athletic thing and it's not happening. And now what, what am I doing? I'm sitting here and I have, I'm a, I graduated from college. I'm almost have a master's degree and I don't even have, I don't have anything to put on my resume (laughs) towards my career other than I was training. And so I spent the last three years really just kind of, I had created a picture of what I thought would make me happy in life and in training. And I've just really been working and changed the way I made decisions um, in that time to get closer to 
making that picture a reality. And it's, it's been pretty cool because yeah. in that time I've had a lot of people um, that have come in and supported that and people that I sought out and then people that just like were dropped into my life, you know, you know yeah, how that happens. It's absolutely. like you meet someone and then that catalyzes another relationship and they well, were I meant think, to yeah. be there. I think it's so interesting that you went on, you know, you sucked it up, you went on, you cheered on your friends and here you got this offer from Nike that was probably meant to be in the first place anyway. And, you know, had you not gone to just support friends, you wouldn't have probably made that, you know, connection again. And, you know, it sent you on a path that was a little bit different, but maybe it was the path that was meant to be. And I just think that's so cool. I love how you talk about, you know, pursuing both athletics, but also life with rigor, right? It has to be well-rounded. Um, it can't just be one facet of our life. And I think that that's an important thing to look at for any struggle that we're facing. You know, are we are we putting enough um, rigorous pursuit into all facets of our life that really matter to us, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I love that. A couple things that you said a few minutes ago that I wanted to touch on too that I really liked. Um, I, I liked when you were talking about, you know, your training, you know, prior to all of this happening happening and how you really like to work in silence and you hoped that success would make the noise. And I think that that is super cool because we don't need to be boisterous about what we're doing and the things we're going through and, um, you know, the process, but we can just let our successes speak for themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and also by the same token, we don't know what a person is going through and the battles they're fighting every day and, you know, the difficulties in their life because some people are working in silence and we need Absolutely. to realize that, you know, so I thought that was really cool. Um, another thing Thank that you. you said that I think is so important to acknowledge is that when you hold on to a hope and a dream and it doesn't happen, you're right. There is a grieving process and it is important to allow ourselves the space to grieve that loss, you know, mm -hmm. and to do an assessment and to really properly kind of mourn that loss of whatever it was before we can effectively move on in the correct direction, you know? Um, so Absolutely. I really, yeah, I really liked that as well. Well, so um, I'm sure there are a lot of people that helped you along the way. Do you want to talk about anyone in particular or something specific that someone said to you, Rebecca, that you felt was very powerful? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there have been so many people that have been in my life in the last, I guess I'll focus on from 2016 to now, just because of the um, impact of that, like, heartbreak. Right. Um, but I, I, the running community is is a small world when you really step into it and you have the um, with ever, whatever city you're in, you end up knowing the people in that city that run, right. Or whatever, right. um, level you're at. So, so the elite running community is really, it's really intertwined. And I, I got to know Robbie Andrews closely through, through that because he was training out in this area at the time. And he was someone, um, who, when I finished my time in January, was really just, they had an open room in their apartment. And I was, um, moving to that area, looking for someone to live with. And he and some guys that he had been training with Peter Callahan and Anthony, um, Kostelak, some, um, Patrick Rollo, a couple guys that just, they were, they were training together in Princeton. They opened up that room to me. And so those just kind of an unorthodox, I grew up with a bunch of boys. And so it was kind of fun for me to go back to, um, my like childhood. I was an only child, but all my friends were guys and to be able to just kind of step into that space and be supported by them. And we were really a, a little family there in Princeton. And, um, Robbie was training with coach Midge at the time and he was willing to help me out for a year uh, or so while I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And, um, 
I mean, those were the people in that from 2016 to 2017, 2018 that really made an impact and encouraged me to continue running and training and pursuing the dream of competing in 2020 again. I don't think without those guys, I would have been able to continue. Um, I don't think I would probably continue been running now, like at the, at the level of trying to pursue the 2020 trials without those guys. Um, and I unfortunately don't see them as much anymore because we kind of all separated and got our different ways. But I think that people come into your life for seasons and they'll always be people you're close with, but sometimes they're there for a season that's <laughs> has an impact. And so they were amazing. I mean, my mother as well, uh, she's just always been a rock. So, Very um, cool. yeah, I mean, always, I think that, always supportive. Yeah. That sense of community that you're talking about, um, you know, when you're sort of at, Looking for um, motivation can make all the difference. So it sounds like you found that in that group of guys, and that that is very yeah. cool. Um, I mean, and I I, I can't I can't uh, also to now to this point I'm working with Carrie Gallagher, who was a U um, U.S. member on the world team in 2015, and Waverly Near she ran at Oregon. So we kind of have our own little small training group going now, and uh, so it's it's like I said that community just like one step to another and one connection to another Um, without these women now I wouldn't be I wouldn't be training either so it's (laughs) I would be but it wouldn't be the same you wouldn't be sharing it with someone else and that that that's kind of part of it no matter how some people need a big community some people need a small and ultimately it's you doing the work but it's helpful to have it's helpful to have a couple people to lean on here and there. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, so take us back to when you didn't qualify. You know, it was like your 31st and you got the news and you're, you know, kind of things come crashing down, I assume. Is there anything that you wish if you had known it at the time that would have helped you through that moment, Rebecca? I mean, that's a good question for sure. Um, I don't think that there was anything that I could have known. I mean, it, I think what kept me from accomplishing that goal were a number of life decisions I had made, but Uh I'm not someone that I really don't, I try not to live in regret. Like I I think that every decision I make, um, I think, I think it through, I, I'm not flippant. I make decisions based off of my head and my heart Uh and I made those decisions, um, in a wise way at the time. And I think other people might disagree, but <laughs> it was, it was a relationship I was in. It was, and it was someone I, I cared about deeply. And so there were just like tensious things that were going on, you know, and, um, yeah, in I, that moment, it was all the right, it was all the right stuff. It was all, I was going in the ways that I needed to. So it, and that was for my life happiness and finding myself more and like, I, it kept me from accomplishing maybe or it had an impact on me accomplishing it. But I think what I wish I had known is I wish I had been working with my mental skills coach a little bit more through that time to learn how to manage and recognize that no matter what's going on in life, you can still perform if you have the right tools in your toolkit. Um, so there have been other moments where I've, I've mitigated, like I've been able to step on the track, even if the craziest stuff was going on in my life and be able to execute what I needed to execute. Right. Um, yeah. And so I think that some of those skills, some of the ability to like put things in boxes a little bit better. Uh, I worked with, with my mental guy, Adam Wright. And it's just that if I had known some of that, if I had had more time to practice it, if I'd started working with him earlier, but at the same time, like 
<laughs> you only can do what you can do in That's the time right. that you've yeah. given. So. And I think when I ask these questions too, I mean, I love how you say, I, I don't like to live in regret. And I'm hoping that no one lives in regret. But I think when we when I ask the question, I ask the question yeah. because I think it's powerful for <clears throat> other women who might go through something similar to think, oh yeah, I'm going to remember that Rebecca said, you know, think about my mental skills, think about, you know, having all, u- utilizing all the tools that are in your toolbox, things like that. And those are like such important things that you learn from that struggle. And another one that I would say just from, from chatting with you now is that you never know where like these disappointments are going to lead us in our lives, you know? And mm-hmm. um, like you sort of said before, sometimes the, you know, sometimes things are disguised in a way that we think we don't want them, but actually it ends up to be the best thing for us. Um, yeah, I think we were talking absolutely. about that before we started recording, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So um, as we kind of wrap up a little bit, do you have specific words of encouragement, Rebecca, that you would put out there? We've already given a lot, but that you would put out there for other women who might be going through um, a similar challenge athletically or perhaps just a challenge in their own life. Is there anything that you would say to them? Yeah. I mean, number one in life, like reach out to the people that you are close with and let people in on that. It doesn't have to be like vulnerability is power. I'm actually reading Rising Strong and Brene Brown has had an incredible impact on my life and her work. But, um, but reach out and be vulnerable with the people that are in your community in your tight knit space. Talk to someone, a professional, right? There's no shame in, in reaching out to a professional to have conversations. If you're going through a hard time, a challenge, um, but also just knowing that you can, (laughs) like you can, you can, you can handle anything. Um, you are, you have probably proven that time and time again. And so, I mean, just like in, in athletics and in sport, when you step to the line, you want to pull on all of the positive experiences and all of the workouts that you accomplished when you didn't think you could do it, all the miles you put in that you didn't think you could put in all the practices you showed up for all of the myths, you know, like you pull on all of those things. And so it's the same thing with, with life, like recognizing that you've probably handled hard times and you can do it again. And, um, just, you you have the ability. It might mean that you have to be better at everything you do. Like you you have to step it up, right? Like you have to step it up. You have to put on those work boots like we talked about at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. People have asked me like, you, you've got a lot going on. And it's like, you know what? Maybe some people don't think, and I think that that might be one thing I would have known back in, 2013 even when I was deciding what I wanted to do knowing that like pursuing your career and pursuing athletics I genuinely believe it's a possibility that's kind of the foundation of the group of women I'm working with now Um, it's like you can pursue your career at a high level and you can pursue athletics at a high level but you just have to be better at everything you do better at your time management better at your meal prep better and some for some people that's intimidating but at the same time knowing that you can and then showing that and proving it and then recognizing again that that strength and that ability to have discipline and it creates wholeness and happiness in your life like you you can you lose that like victim, you know, it's like, no, I'm, I'm a badass. I'm, I'm a warrior. I could do this. So it's exactly, um, (laughs) I guess that's my encouragement. Just remember you can and remember that you're, you're stronger than you think you are. Awesome. Awesome. Powerful words. Um, so I know that some of our listeners would love to follow you, Rebecca. So can you give them information on how to do that? Absolutely. Um, so my Instagram is Rebecca Stowe. Um, it's R E B E K A. I've got a special unique spelling, Stowe, S T O W E. Um, that's probably where I work most and I'm 
teasing uh, with the idea of doing a blog once a month here through the next few months with the 2020 trials coming up just to share what I'm learning and continuing on there. So that'd be on RebeccaStow.com. Yeah. And I know you have, we were just chatting a little bit, but we're going to be looking for it. You have a a running (laughs) journal that's going to be released soon. I'm super excited about it. And maybe we can bring you back on when you're going to release it and you can talk a little bit about the benefits and some of the things that are in there. And we'll, you know, we'll get the information out to our listeners because I think that would be very cool. I'd love that. I did put up a little, um, journal 2020 journal planner sign up on my site too for anybody that's interested so they just want to fill that out I was going to shoot some emails directly like I said I'm not a I haven't decided if I want to do a big hype or if I just rather work directly I'm kind of a let's talk in person or (laughs) uh, one-on-one kind of person if if possible. Yeah, we'll keep us posted. Um, Awesome. And so listeners, I would like to leave you um, with a a little nugget from the conversation I just had with Rebecca. Um, And it is this, uh, listen to Rebecca, Uh, pursue your goals and pursue your life with rigor because the most powerful force on earth is the human soul on fire. So go out there and get it. (laughs) Thank you, Rebecca, for coming on the program. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay. And connected, we can rise.